So I thought I'd talk today about the subscription model of doing business, uh, in part because I'm thinking about it because I'm at the time of the month when I work on my own subscription list, which is the Spoon of the Month Club. Um, well, and I guess I'm also working on the next issue of Spoonosaurus Magazine, which is also a subscription. And in part because uh, I know that my friend Andy listens to this podcast and it's a conversation that he wanted to have with me and we didn't have time the last time we talked. So, hi Andy. Uh, let's talk about this next, next time uh, we get a chance. Basically, so subscription, let's define it, is uh, anytime somebody signs up for something and they, they are essentially opting in and until they decide to opt out again. And what that does is it starts a ratchet turning where instead of customers cycling in and cycling out, more customers, if you're doing a good job and what you have is fairly priced and attractive to people, um, then, you know, ideally, more customers will cycle in than cycle out and <clears throat> the, your subscription list will grow. Now, I used to have a... a a real problem with embracing this kind of thing because it felt, I mean, the only subscription thing I interacted with was, you know, these deals for magazines where they, they're, they're so desperate to keep you to keep their subscription numbers up so that they can get their ad revenue that they cut you all sorts of weird deals and, you know, make it hard to unsubscribe, that sort of thing. <clears throat> and I I never liked that feeling. And I also recognized in myself the weirdness of sort of when someone gives you a deal and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should get this magazine for two bucks because, you know, whatever, it's just two bucks. And then, but then, you know, you sort of, I don't know, you either don't like it when it shows up or feel on the hook for it when it then goes up <clears throat> to a higher level, right? So I never liked any of those tricks. But over the years, I've found myself having different subscription models. So one is the, let's do the f from first to last. I think the first subscription model I ever had was somebody asked me if they could just have a recurring box of blanks, spoon blanks, come in the mail. And I said, sure, I can arrange that. And I was very uncomfortable with... the idea of subscriptions at the time, but, um, but it seemed like a, um, a benefit to them that they didn't have to remember to order a box of blanks in time. Cause what was happening is people would order a box of blanks. It would be three or four months before they got them. By the time they got them and remembered that they then needed to order more blanks, it was three or four more months. And so they weren't getting blanks at the interval that was convenient to them because there was this stutter in there where they waited to get the blanks and then they had to remember to order again. And, and some people did this just fine and some people, it didn't work for them. And so 
one person asked, and I said, sure. And then, as is my want, I talked about it on social media, and a whole bunch of other people said, yeah, I'd like to sign up for that. So, and it's, it's somewhat messy. It doesn't always work out. Um, you know, I have people who say, hey, can I pause my subscription for these months, and then let's, you know, double it up for these months, and so I do subscriptions for boxes of blanks and billets um, with, I don't know, a dozen different people, but I remember when I first started doing it, it actually was the first time that I could see the power of the subscription model firsthand, because I write out all my orders in a, in a Moleskine... Uh, weekly planner and basically I know that when I fill up the space that week is full in terms of time it works out roughly that way and and in this instance <clears throat> hold on a sec um, in this instance I could see hold on a second uh, wow, you know, here I am, I'm getting to putting orders into this week, and, and I've got a half day of orders already there because of these recurring orders for blanks. You know, some people wanted them every month, some people wanted every other month. It depended. And, and I began to see the power of how a subscription could bring some stability to your workflow. Not st um, certainty to your workflow in the sense that it gave me a greater runway of orders out into the future. I knew it, it actually gave me tremendous comfort back then to know that if somehow this thing that I had managed to turn on dried up completely, I'd still have all those orders going out into the coming months. And then I started the magazine. And the magazine was only going to work if it was a subscription model. I knew that. Because having a subscription model where the payments were handled automatically through PayPal because it was a standard object that was the same again and again and that I was going to be able to definitely fulfill again and again. Um, and that was going to be different each time. I mean, that's the thing about a periodical, is that it's, it's the same, but it's different. So it's not like somebody would be like, well, I have enough spoon blanks, can we pause for this month? Right there, they're going to get the next issue of the magazine, because it's different than the previous one. So the reason the magazine has worked is because as a subscription model... People subscribe and people unsubscribe, but on the whole, if they want to stop getting it, they need to take action, which is very different from people needing to take action to get it, like buying it at a store or something. Now, obviously, there's sort of, uh, there's a moral requirement when you adopt this business model that that you behave honorably in this way that you fulfill your obligation to meet the thing that you make it uh, a, as good a product as you can um, 
and that you not take for granted or lightly the fact that people are entrusting you with this type of relationship. It is different than the type of relationship where somebody is choosing to just to buy something once. It, there is more trust in there, necessarily. And then, uh, a year and a half ago, somebody asked me if I'd ever considered doing a Spoon of the Month Club. And at the time, I was still very skeptical of subscription, the subscription model, even though I had the magazine. And I said, gosh, do you really think someone would want that? Because, again, my history with subscriptions. And she said, yeah, I do. And so I, I went for it. And immediately there were about 20, 24 people who were in it. And so that was a week of my time every month that all of a sudden was full, immediately. And, and it's been growing since then, and now we're at about 65. So that's closing in on two and a half weeks of my time every month that is taken. And it's had a tremendous effect on my sense of security because... I know that there is this recurring demand. It's also had a tremendous effect on my skill because it has been an opportunity for me to push myself into making multiples of something and also an opportunity to explore new forms and really bring them to uh, through the cycle of evolution that normally takes months as orders for that form trickle in and I get to them. And instead, I can just punch it all in one big chunk where I develop a new form and work through all the thoughts about how, you know, what makes it really good. And everything is pre-sold. So, uh, the what I've found is that once I get a month or two in with people who are in the subscription model that the level of communication with them can become much more casual. When I'm only doing, uh, you know, when I'm doing a regular order for somebody, I'm communicating all the information. Right, here's the amount. Here's my name and address. Thank you so much. And with the Spoon of the Month Club members, especially those who've been around for a while, because the price is the same, I mean, I'll raise it in January, but for each year, the price is the same. My communication that they should send me payment can be something like, hey, spoons in the mail, you know what to do. Thanks so much. <clears throat> and that is uh, a more casual, but also uh, in many ways a friendlier dynamic than the more formal dynamic than that happens normally. And that friendlier dynamic, I think, is really valuable. That these are people who have invested in me and, and I have a, you know, they're not, many of them are not 
my friends, but I feel much closer to them than I do to my normal set of customers because we've had many more interactions. And, and so there's tremendous value in that as well. So I've come to really appreciate how much of a, a sense of stability the subscription models in my business have given me that really when when you factor in the fact that I'm going to take a week here or a week there for vacation when you factor in um, all the time that's spent doing uh, doing subscriptions whether it's Spoon of the Month Club or recurring blank subscriptions it is a fraction of my time maybe a quarter of my time that I am now booking for other work, which both means that I have a longer wait list, uh, which is good and bad, right? I think some people, more people would buy if I had a shorter wait list, but it also just means selfishly that I have um, more work lined up. And it also just means that <clears throat> if it's diversified me so that if, I don't know, if something were to happen to Instagram, for instance, I would still have these lists of customers who were signed up for a thing. That my spigot of new work or of work that I'm going to be paid for is not entirely relegated to new work. In fact, it's, a, it's an increasingly small proportion. Now, I expect some people will bow out from the Spoon of the Month Club when prices go up in January. But it will continue to grow, and at a certain point I'll need to decide, do I cap it so that it doesn't take over my time? Do I let it completely take over my time? What should I do about price if that's the case? What will it do for me as a spoon carver if I let it be that, if I let it become the only thing I do in terms of carving? I probably don't want to do that because I value the diversity and the diversification that happens from fulfilling blanks for other people, that sort of thing. But it's nice to have the options. And really, to my mind, that's what subscription as a model gives you, is it gives you options because it gives you stability. And I, I don't think that, they're, that I have cornered the market on Spoon of the Month clubs. I think, I think many of us could start a Spoon of the Month club and have it succeed. I don't think you're going to start a Spoon of the Month Club and start with 65 people. Remember, I started with 20. Maybe you'll start with 5. Maybe you'll start with 10. And the trick is to keep doing it and keep doing it. Remember that I am a year and a half in now. And that a year and a half is a long time to be building something steadily month after month. And to be providing value and sharing the story of providing that value. So if you follow in my footsteps in this regard... Be realistic about the time frame and about the scale you can expect at first, but also know that it, I think for many, many situations, it has tremendous potential to be the backbone of your income. Thank you for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.